Hello and welcome. You're listening to Then Again, What Do We Know? A podcast that's all about exploring the human experience from an unofficial point of view. Your hosts are Mer Monson and Brianne Griebel, that's me, and we hope you'll sit back, relax, and just ponder what we're talking about. As we explore new ways of looking at life, we're hoping that you will do the same. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to Then Again, What Do We Know? I'm Brianne Griebel. With me always partner podcast, Mer Munson. Hello, Mer. Hey, Brianne. Um, we are rolling with the punches technology-wise, per usual. <laughs> uh, we had to switch uh, our recording, uh, what, program, app, whatever Platform. you want to call it? Yeah. Platform? Yeah, that's a good word. Um, so I don't know if the quality is going to sound as good or, I don't know, maybe better. Who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> yep. Um, but we thought we would talk about hope in this episode. We actually, we were, we were wanting to um, kind of talk about current events um, and be topical for a change. <laughs> um, People are. Yeah. Um, and as of the recording of this, uh, we are about a week-ish into most people's um, coronavirus, COVID-19 quarantining, uh, social distancing, all that stuff, at least in the U.S. <clears throat> I know it's probably, it started earlier other places, maybe later. Um, but yeah, so we just thought, like, we were kind of wanting to address something around that. Um, and, and, and Mer, you brought up the word hope, and it rung a bell for me. Um, so we thought we'd dive in and talk about hope. And um, yeah. Because it seems to me, hope is like this um, interesting little magical word that, in my mind, I'm trying to look at it as fresh as I can. <clears throat> like, what is hope to me? It looks like it's a word, it's a placeholder that it just kind of says, I'm not going to fully buy into what it is that I'm experiencing right now. <laughs> this is why I love talking to you, Brianne. <laughs> Go Sorry, on. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking your... Uh... <laughs> no, that's, that's honestly, it's probably all I had for this moment. What, what, was, what was so funny in that for you? Because... <laughs> When I, I just love that. I just had never thought of it in, in that, um, in that exact context before, but how true it is. It's so true. It made me laugh. You know, truth has a way of doing that. Uh, for me, what I, what I see is a couple of things occurred to me. One is you can't, you can't fake hope. No. You know, you can't, you can't pretend and have it be hope. Yeah. And that it, it's embodied for me in a feeling. And part of that feeling is what you just said, that, that I'm not hanging everything on what my eyes are seeing in the moment. 
and with that for me is it's this feeling of being held being carried being safe and and it's i mean it used to look like it used to look to me like it was about i'm going to bend my brain in a certain direction for as long as i can that believes something good will come mm-hmm. it looked like really really vigilant hard mental work and it had to do with the future and i'm just i'm noticing it doesn't doesn't real hope has a presence to it it has a feeling that's coming from right now yeah you know it's interesting i never thought about it <clears throat> but most people and certainly me too like hope tends to have this <clears throat> a desire for something better or or like you know and it, it i thought of this because you said you know something good like hope that something good will come and you know to the extent that that's where you're trying to draw hope from like the idea of like okay maybe right now it's bad or crazy or i don't like it or <clears throat> you know whatever you got going on in your experience we try to draw hope of like well maybe something good will come you know i have hope that something good will come and i think that that can get sticky if what you're looking at looks bad or it looks permanent or it looks um unchangeable or um definite or um you know when there is no hope in sight <laughs> that can get sticky and you know the reason i was curious i wanted to look fresh at it and i've actually until i said that out loud i had never thought about hope in that way that to me hope is just not taking my current experience too seriously it's you know at least a background idea of this isn't everything it's not that i'm hoping for something better or something good it's just like something in me is just like this isn't it i don't know what else there is but it's not just this it is not only this it is not only this situation it is not only this circumstance it's not all, it's not only this feeling it's not only this perspective it's not just this there's something else to life i don't know what it is what strikes me is 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 that enough to offer us an experience of hope just sensing that there is something without necessarily knowing it all yeah it's like there's just a little bit of space and in that you know because we can focus everything on to the stuff that looks crummy or bad or you know whatever and to the extent that you know you, you are fully engaged with that with you know all of your i don't know energy or whatever um focus whatever word you want to use when you're fully engaged with that then you're you are at the whim of whatever the experiences you're having whatever you're thinking and feeling whatever it looks like <clears throat> but knowing that there is more or or something else or something different even if you don't know what it is it does it does seem to give a space around it and to me that space is where i draw hope from you know that little bit of breathing room the fact that i am you know quite literally breathing sometimes or 
there's just enough of an unknown to not trust what I think I know. Tell me more about the space. <clears throat> I am just getting over a cold myself, so <clears throat> sorry if I'm clearing my throat or if I, I cough a lot. Um, it is interesting. I, I, it's like, I'm trying to find like a different metaphor or a new way to talk about it. Cause I'm not like space is the best word I have for it, but it is that it is somehow like bandwidth. I love the word, like the, the metaphor of bandwidth. Like if our bandwidth is fully taken up by all of what we're thinking and feeling about what's going on inside, outside, you know, out in the world with us personally, you know, or, or anything to me that has a certain feel to it. Like when the bandwidth is fully taken up, you know, it has uh, an overwhelming feel. It has a claustrophobic feel. It has a, a tight feel. It has um, an anxious feel. It has, you know, something in, in that vein. But all of that noise can still be there. Like all of the exact same things can still be there. But if you have just a little bit more bandwidth, it doesn't feel the same. It's like it doesn't, you know, if there's a, a pipe and there's just a whole bunch of stuff going through the pipe, if the pipe gets a little bit bitter, bigger, but the stuff stays there, there's that space between all of the gunk in the pipe and the pipe. So it doesn't bump against the edges. It doesn't rub so raw. And to me, like, that's, it's what I think it comes from, and I'm totally willing to be wrong, is an awareness of the truth that I can't possibly know all there is to know. So the space is, is my benefit of the doubt. Like that space is the, the knowing of, it doesn't matter what I think and feel, there is more to it than that. No matter how much I know, no matter how much I believe this thing will never get better or it's only gonna get worse or whatever you know, particular line of thinking is going through my head at any given moment. Like I just don't, I don't trust myself enough to buy into it too hard for too long. So how do you know that the truth of that, the truth of what you're, you can't fully see or understand or recognize is good news? Like it would have to be to, to offer a feeling of hope, yeah? That's an interesting question. Because <clears throat> I, you know, good and bad, the deeper I get into this is such a relative thing. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. You know what? Um, but, but, I, but I understand what you're saying. Like, I don't, it, it just offers breathing room. And I can't see how that can be a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's, that's, basically, that's all I got. <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> it allows me to be with stuff. It allows me to, I might not necessarily be hopeful, you know, full of hope. <clears throat> but I'm not hopeless. I am not without hope. And that allows, at least me anyway, it allows me to, you know, keep getting up in the morning or, you know, keep doing what I feel like I got to do or, you know, letting or, or, or being able to sit with it or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. I like that. 
I, uh, I read this line um, by Sid Banks, the Scottish mystic. And he talked about how all of us, each of us are, we're a participant and, a, and an observer mm. in, in the game of life. Mm -hmm. And it came to mind as I was listening to you, because there's something about that place in us, the observer in us, that's always at a wide bandwidth, that's always, that's made of space. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's made of awareness, that's made of the love that we've talked about. And there's something about the nature of, of that, that in us that feels like what I would call hope. Yeah, I think, um, I think that hits it better than I did. <laughs> the, <clears throat> that, that, whatever that is, that observing part of us, that awareness, consciousness, whatever word you want to put to it, whatever that is, but you can't really know because once you think you know it, <laughs> you're looking at what you know instead of it. You're in the participant, not the <laughs> right. You're, you're being point, right? <laughs> right, exactly. But there's still somehow a, 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 a knowing of it or a, an awareness of the awareness. I don't, I don't know. But that, to me, is where I draw all hope from, at least the kind that's um, reliable. <laughs> yeah, that's what strikes me about it is, is how wide and rich and deep yeah. and infinite that like, well of hope is yeah that's like, infinite it, bandwidth <laughs> yeah yeah that is i mean you could not be more opposite to that when you start talking about having a positive mental attitude <laughs> <laughs> right i mean i mean just just sitting with with the difference and the feel of those two and how funny it is that i used to think the other one was hope yeah you know i just saw a friend of mine post on facebook how <clears throat> She's really feeling, feeling it currently, the state of everything. And she's like, I have so much anger and frustration and fear about what's going on. And she's like, you know, I try to be that person that's all like, you know, we got to have a, a positive attitude, y'all. Um, but she's like, you know what? I, I don't even find myself believing what I'm saying anymore. And I'm like, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good news. I was like, that's good. <laughs> um, because it is true. Like when you're trying to get yourself into any kind of state, you know, positive, you know, hopeful state, whatever, you are just throwing more stuff into the bandwidth. Like, you know, the metaphor is breaking down, but you know, you're throwing more stuff into the pipeline. Like now you're taking it on yourself to like, well, now I need to fix my attitude or, or my, my mood. So I'm going to throw that in there <laughs> and start thinking about that and how well I'm doing. And if I believe myself or not, um, yeah, and that, it's like, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Just, it just, it makes, it just creates more noise. Yeah, it's like, like the bandwidth, you can't, you can't touch it. You can't, there aren't any edges that, like, you know, it's a metaphor to try to wrap our heads around it, but there's no edges to the pipe. <laughs> it can have yeah. all of that stuff in there and you're fine. It's almost like we're, we, we try to fill up the space with what we think we're looking for, not realizing that the space itself has everything we're looking for. Mm. It is the thing we're looking for. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the more we get eyes for that, the less we feel the need to fake it mm. or to force it or to push it. 
when we recognize it as, as the background. Mm. You know, it's really interesting when you just said that. <clears throat> I had this interesting thing pop up that I do ultimately, you know, we're using the word space, but that is ultimately the thing we're all looking for. We just don't know that. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but I used to think, like, particularly like when I was, you know, trying on meditation, like that was the thing that was going to, like, oh, I just need to meditate and then I'll be zen. And it's not that the, the meditation did or didn't help me. It's that I was trying to use it to find the space of emptiness that they kept talking about. I kept trying to find a space of no thought instead of recognizing space is the thing that allows thought. So it's never not there. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I thought, I, I genuinely thought like I'm looking for a specific feeling. I'm looking for a specific mood, a specific um, idea of the world or myself or, you know, any of those things. And I'm like, oh no, what I'm looking for is the thing that allows it all to happen. And of course it's there because stuff is happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and I mean, that's my story. I'm <laughs> trying to get to where I'm already standing. Man, it's, it's, it's the best and worst joke. <laughs> Like sometimes it's hilarious and sometimes it just looks so mean. <laughs> sometimes it's maddening. Yeah. <laughs> until you see it, until it becomes a joke. Yeah. Not even then. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I'm glad I know it's it's a joke. I know it's a trick. I'm still pissed at the trick sometimes. <laughs> but again, grateful that I know it's a trick. Again, to me that's also enough space to give me hope. Yeah. Like, even if I'm in it, again, whatever it is, discouragement, despair, anxiety, frustration, I am, there's still a question mark in me of like, is this the exception? Is this the one time it's real and I'm not being tricked? Or am I tricking myself into thinking this is all there is? I don't have an, if I had a clear answer in that moment, I wouldn't be feeling the frustration or the despair or the whatever. But again, there's enough space around it that I don't have the feeling of being consumed by it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And the other thing I'm really hearing in what you're saying is that when we're aware of that space, that all of our experience is passing through, no matter what flavor it is, you know, no matter how caught up, anxious, worried, scared, frustrated, lost, we, we get, or we are. That there's, there's a freedom when we're aware of the bandwidth, the pipe, the space. There's a freedom to be in any experience and, and not lose the hope. Like it's not hope versus anxiety, hope versus mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anger, hope versus fear. It, it's there's a freedom to be where I mean, like when for the first few weeks of this whole thing, I've been involved in some trainings and 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 I was just in the most beautiful headspace, you know, for a couple of weeks. And my husband um, is in the financial industry, so you can imagine his world is uh, looking a little different mm -hmm, mm -hmm. than mine was. 
and he was in it, you know, he was in the thick of it with, with clients and, and all the news and, and I was just in this lovely headspace around it, feeling no fear, feeling no anxiety, thinking, oh, cool, we get to hang out with our kids mm-hmm. for a while and just be together. And, you know, and I mean, and then a couple of days ago, it just, you know, I kind of hit the fan, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it all kind of sunk in and my head went, it went there all the way. And yet I noticed that I just wasn't afraid that I was getting lost and angry and scared. And I know we've talked about this before in a bunch of different contexts, but it it struck me particularly because this, this week, four years ago, I finished my chemotherapy for stage four cancer. And I, and I keep noticing people having an experience in the world that reminds me of that one. And I, I've had this, this contrast in my head of, because ha- there's the same waves, you know, the waves of fear, the waves of anxiety, the waves of being lost, of frustration, of stir craziness, you know, all of it that I felt back then. And I'm feeling those waves now. And yet I notice how much less afraid I am. And, and one way I would describe that is a background of hope mm. without having to know anything about how long it's going to last, how long my crazy moods will last, how it's going to end up, what it will look like, how long I'll be in my house. Like the hope isn't about that. It's, it's almost as if when, when, things crumble in our world it just it gives us the gift of it because it gives us that opportunity to see what doesn't and what can't fall mm-hmm. apart would you say that um what we're calling hope is like the anecdote to fear hmm. yeah but not as a not as a a treatment yeah i was just thinking that myself because it's like i can be fearful and still have that knowing of hope (laughs) like i was just thinking that i was like (laughs) when you're afraid but you're not afraid of being afraid right there's there's hope there (laughs) right it's like they they don't look mutually exclusive to me yeah i think yeah i think you're right and yet and yet, wow, does a dose of hope change your experience of fear? Like, that's what I'm, re- I'm really noticing that about hope, that when hope shows up, it's not like everything's instantly different. It's just that there's that space, that mm-hmm. bandwidth, that possibility, that not being so lost in what's happening in the moment. Yeah, it does. Um... I like how you said it. it, it, it changes your experience. It doesn't necessarily change a thing, <laughs> but it changes your experience. And that your experience can always change in a heartbeat is again, something that I find hopeful. <laughs> That's exactly what I was just gonna say. I can't yeah. think of anything more hope inducing 
and understanding that truth. Like you're like that you, that you're that the experience you're having now is not one a constant nor a given, and that it's not it's not coming from outside of you. That's why. <laughs> well, that that yeah, it, it's. I think the thing that can suck the hope out of the room, if you will, is a belief. You know, in most likely not a, a conscious awareness of this belief, but just some kind of feeling like the ex you're stuck with the experience you're having. Yeah. Whether that be forever or even like if you feel like you're stuck with it for you know, a few more months, you know, because they say this, you know, might, might last at least a few more months. If you feel like you're stuck with the experience you're having right now for any amount of duration, that can suck the hope out of the room if you don't like the experience you're having. Best news in the world, but that's not true. Yeah. But most people, and, and again, me neither until relatively recently, it never, I never looked to the nature of my experience or the source of my experience or the creation of my experience or whatever you want to, like, like behind the scenes, if you will. I never looked behind the scenes of my experience. I just looked at the experience I was having, whether that be physically in the world or internally in my mind and in, in my feelings, like, like all of that to me is the experience you're having. We look at that experience and take it at quote unquote face value and say, this is true. This is happening. This is what's real. This is, you know, whatever permanent, whatever we want to like. And it's not about questioning any of that. It's going behind the scenes of your experience, not questioning your experience, not trying to make your experience better, you know, not trying to make the world better or your head better, but looking like what is fueling any experience? How does that work? And, and looking to your, <laughs> your experience of experience <laughs> and getting curious about it at that level. And that's the thing to me that has revealed these things that we've been talking about for all these episodes. It's not about the experience. It's upstream from that. And that constant, like, experience is constantly being created. Fresh. Every split second. Like, it doesn't even really, like, time is even kind of a weird, like, we experience time differently. But, like, just fresh experience is always being created you know however you want to say it within me through me like constantly it does it makes less and less sense to get super caught up in any one specific experience including all of our past ones yeah or ones we think we might be headed into ones yeah. we're making up we're headed into you know, it still trips me up when I think about it. I, I finally had a, a sort of realization for myself that the past and the future don't exist. Ooh, of course they do, but of course they don't. <laughs> <laughs> like just seeing all the stuff of like, the past is nothing more than an idea in my head. It, it is not here. <laughs> the future is nothing more than an idea in my head. Like the truth of its, you know, you know, whether it's in the past and the truth of like, oh no, this, we have recordings of these happenings or, you know, the future of like, well, we can predict with a certain amount of certainty 
doesn't like that's not even a part of the equation it's that no matter what it is an idea in your head and i have seen how wonky my own ideas get so again to trust my own head to trust my own versions of the past or the future to trust my own feelings about the past and the future starts to make less and less sense and now you're brought into what you know people refer to as the now <laughs> The, the present, if you will. You know, I, I've had this image in my head the last few weeks of you know, walking around with, you know, a huge, oh, I, don't, I don't know what to call it, but just like a, a long, skinny, long weight behind me and a big, long one in front of me. Like I, this image of how we all walk around carrying a certain amount of mm -hmm. what's happened and what we think is going to happen, you know, and, and noticing how long that is for some people, you know, how far back we carry around our ideas of what happened and what it meant and what it did to us and what it means. And, and, and then we do that going forward. And, and I rec, I just, I kind of, I've just laughed about it because I've recognized how much less of the past I'm carrying around. Mm. Like, you know, there are moments I'm not carrying around 10 minutes ago. <laughs> A lot more moments than there used to be. And how it's just when those things fall away, because we see they're just ideas, they're just thoughts, they're just memories, which are thoughts, that what's left is the now. It's not like we need to, practice being present <laughs> you know? yeah again the now the present now. doesn't have a specific feeling doesn't 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 mean you're zen and om and sitting cross-legged in your your fingers and you know in, in lotus position or whatever it is and it, it's not that it's just what naturally happens when you're not carrying around mountains of old thinking or thinking about what's next it's 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 our natural home, if you will. Yeah, and you know, and you can't ever be away from home. So even when you are caught up in your thoughts about the past or the future, you're, yeah, you're, the present's still here. It's you're just still in the now. Yeah, <laughs> you're still in the now. It's just you know not likely to draw, be able to draw much hope from it. <laughs> well, and isn't it interesting that hope is in the now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because again, we, we've touched on this um, at least once, not, if not a couple of times, um, that it's not that you need to sit back and just sink into all of this stuff. You can go out and do stuff in the world. You can go, if, if you're feeling you know, frustration, anger, fear, hopelessness around any particular thing, you absolutely can go out and, and do stuff about that thing. It's just really good to know if it's not going the way you want, you're still okay. <laughs> wow, is it ever? Again, that's why you, you, we cannot, we cannot draw hope, the kind we're looking for, in anything in our experience. We can't draw hope from situations or circumstances or beliefs or people or you know we can't 
if you're trying to draw hope from there, you will always at some point in time find yourself disappointed because hope doesn't exist there. The thing that we're calling hope. Yeah, they'll be dashed if they're yeah. in the world of form. It doesn't, you cannot, I mean, you can. It won't do you any good to draw hope from out there in the, in the world, in your experience. Like everything out there comes and goes. It changes. It transforms. It's, it's never going to be reliable in the way you want it to be. It's never going to turn out ultimately the way you want, like in any sort of lasting sense. But that's where people tend to try to draw hopefulness from. Like, oh, this thing over here isn't going well, but it might change. So I'm going to draw, draw my hope from the possibility of this thing out there changing that's really it's a it's it's a it's not that you can't get some sort of something out of that but it's fickle it's entirely dependent on something that is still going to change and it has zero staying power zero stay on it and, then, and even then it can only last so long yeah so it's like you get to do whatever you want in this world you don't have to do anything but it sure is a good idea to look for something beyond your experience or before your experience other than your experience the maker of your experience however <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i we haven't even used this word but you know truth it's a, a real clean glimpse of truth gives us hope you know and then truth is a way of describing whatever you glimpse beyond your moment-to-moment -moment experience that doesn't move that doesn't shift that doesn't change that doesn't come and go quite hopeful <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> i think that's a good spot to say fin yep <laughs> thanks Mur. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast episode, please do share it. We would really appreciate that. Also, feel free to leave us a comment or review wherever you may be listening to this. We would love to hear from you. You can listen to more episodes and get extra notes at briangrebel.com slash then again. You should also check out Mer's website and learn more about her at mermonson.com. That is it for this episode. Until next time, take care.